1: and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104
2: Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long.
1: You are listening to Room 104, the Halloween special. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. If you want to get in touch, let us know any freaky things that are happening to you this mm. evening. 87 is our WhatsApp number. Now, over the last couple of years, true crime has exploded. Yeah. And there's this weird, I don't know what it is, this weird fascination with serial killers.
0: I think a lot of the time, especially for women, they're fascinated by it because, you know, we're always told to stay safe. So don't walk down lanes. Don't walk on your own anywhere yeah. because it's always this what if.
1: Yeah, and I remember reading before that women are the biggest consumers of true crime books and the biggest Mm -hmm. listeners to true crime podcasts and have this fascination with it. But like everyone, it's not just women, it's it's everyone. Like Sky has launched a new uh, true crime dedicated channel where all they're doing is showing stories crime and true crime episodes and series and documentaries and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, in light of that and the fact that it's Halloween, we're taking a very much, a very uh,
0: realistic approach,
1: realistic and morbid approach. Yeah. You know, Halloween is all about a celebration of death. So we wanted to uh, go full tank on the death side of it. And we, we're fascinated with death here in Ireland anyway. Always have been. But one of the strangest things to come out of the serial killer phenomenon I've found is that some and it's usually always women are like really attracted and fascinated by men that have murdered people.
0: Yeah, I have heard that lots of people write in letters to them yeah. and get in relationships with them and visit them regularly enough, which just sounds so peculiar to me.
1: Like if ever there was a signal of don't date this guy, yeah. it's the fact that he's been convicted of killing people. 100%. That should be a kind of little warning sign. Yeah. You know, a guy who rides a bike, oh, is uh, dangerous?
0: Yeah, but what is it? Is it the power? Is it the fact that it was? it's so wrong that we're attracted to? I don't know. I'm not personally but You're not Absolutely not Okay that's good Yeah but that people might get into relationships with with these types of men I don't actually know
1: Somebody does Somebody has been exploring that topic for the last number of years She's joining us on the line now She's author of Women Who Love Men Who Kill and is currently working on a new follow up book to that as well Sheila Eisenberg How are you? Oh I'm
2: fine How are you doing?
1: Uh, Curious and interested to know why (laughs) certain women do find a serial killer or a murderer
2: attractive Well it's, uh, it's not that confusing Actually, but we have to differentiate between women who love men who kill and women who love serial killers. So first, I'll tell you that the women who love men who kill. uh, The book was written about women who love your ordinary garden variety killers. The guys who are in prison To just say, one murder. And those women, I found out after I did a lot of research and interviewed about three dozen women, I found out that those women had been abused in their earlier lives. They were victims of sexual or physical or psychological violence, and they were victims. So for them, these relationships with men behind bars was safe. They were not attracted to the men's violence. They were attracted to the fact that he could not hurt them. So that's the first category. Uh-huh. The second group of women, the ones you're talking about, the women who are attracted to serial killers, that's a whole different story. Those are women who are part of what I used to call our celebrity worship culture. Um, you know, we all have this basic need to be known, I need to be To stand out from the crowd And when I first wrote the book I wrote about a need for celebrity Or to be noticed And you know I wrote then about how If you really want to be famous It's easy to get a date Or to get known Or to get into a relationship With a serial killer So women wrote to Ted Bundy They wrote to different serial killers In the United States And they wrote to notorious killers Like Scott Peterson He got um. He got dozens of marriage proposals. Today, I would take it to another level. Today, we have in this country um, not only serial killers, but we have these mass murderers who go into a bar or a school or a place where people gather and they shoot up, you know, a dozen people. These people are attracting fans and followers who turn out to be very young girls, and they're doing this online fan groups, fan fiction, letting fan fiction. You know, I'm not really sure... At this point, what it's about, this is what I'm researching for my new book. I will get back to you as soon as I figure it out. There's
1: online fan groups. There's people who who love those psychotic mass murderers who we hear about.
2: I don't think they love them. You know, in the past, when I first wrote the book, there were women who I could say loved them. They got into relationships with serial killers. You know, I interviewed women who married serial killers. And I think then it was the celebrity, the notoriety, you know, 15 minutes of fame. But today we have a different phenomenon going on because of digital, the digital media and the digital age and the internet. The fan fiction thing is very different. It's very confusing.
0: That's what I and keep thinking, thinking of that. Yeah. You know, I'm taking into account the cinema shooting yeah. that time. That's something like that. Are, are these young girls thinking of this as nearly a video game type style? that it's not reality.
1: Uh, Yeah, another way people like rewrite the end of Game of Thrones or rewrite the end of a movie or a series, are they trying to rewrite the next step in this episode, horrible episode that happened in in real life reality? Yeah,
0: because if they were in front of this person uh, or if they had been there and they've seen what actually happened and the devastation and, you know, I mean, it's traumatic. Would they change their tune then?
2: I don't think so. I don't think so because... In this country, at least, the killers who commit acts of particular brutality, like Nicholas Cruz, who uh, last year murdered 17 high school students and and staff in Parkland, Florida, The, the focus of many fan groups, they're like cults. He's got many followers, and they're usually teenage girls. I don't think that the violence would necessarily turn them off. You know, I, I
1: don't know what it's about. And as I said, I'm still in the process of researching it. That'll be fascinating to I'm see what you actually... Out. That ...what you come back with. It. Can I go back to just some of the research that you did for your first book? As you said, you were investigating why certain women are interested or fallen over, get it, involved with uh, murderers and people who are behind bars. And you said you spoke to a few of these people. Did any of the women that you interviewed, obviously it started off maybe writing to them in a developed relationship. Is that right that some of them wound up in actual relationships when the men were released from prison. And how did that work out?
2: Yes, well, some of the women, um, you know, it's sort of, it's confusing because, as I said earlier, they were victims of early abuse. They were battered women seeking relationships with men who could not hurt them. However, one of the things they did once they got into these relationships was to work really hard to get the men released from prison. And I know a few cases where they succeeded uh, one, sentence, one one case where the man's sentence was commuted, another case where the man actually served his time and then got out. The interesting thing is these relationships do not work once the man is released from prison because the whole thing about a relationship with a man behind bars is that it's romantic with a capital R and it's it's unrealistic. It's, it's uh, delusional. In other words, it's not real. Mm. So if you're in love or in a relationship with a man behind bars, he writes you love poetry, he writes you love letters. It's sort of like courtly, courtly love, like the Knights and the Ladies of King Arthur's Roundtable. It's an idealized love. It's spiritual. It lifts them above the earthly realm into unreality and delusion. And the women I interviewed, there was no sex involved. It wasn't real. So when the men got out and it became real, it did not work. So that I found that very interesting.
1: I suppose it's nearly not like the chase, but this idea of yeah, unrequited, unattainable, undesirable love. It's nearly like you're not allowed in the relationship. Yeah. you're fighting for that, and that's the yeah, like of it.
2: exactly. It's like the lady Guinevere and the Round Table, and you know, my, Sir Galahad. You know, the men behind bars. This, it's a courtly love. They're so romantic and loving and giving and kind. It's not realistic. It's not a real relationship because. Real love in the outside world, you know, it has its ups and downs. People argue, they get together, they come apart. They, you know, it's real love. This is this is delusional. It's not real. It's dysfunctional.
0: But they want to be seen to be in a relationship, or sometimes want to be seen to know that these serial killers exist, and they have some kind of C- connection, connection them with them, like, yeah, an acknowledgement.
2: Mm. Well, the women in, in relationships with what I call garden variety murderers, yeah, they you're right about that. They do want to be in relationships because in our culture, a woman has more status if she's in a relationship, or at least it was back when I wrote the book, you know? It's mm. kind of an antiquated way of thinking, but that's the way it was.
1: So then over the last number of years or when you've when you were researching that book as well, for you, what was the most either interesting or shocking or profound thing that you came across while you were interviewing people and researching why certain women love killers and serial killers?
2: Well, I guess what the most shocking thing for me to find out was to, to find out the reason why, because I went into this thinking, why are these nice women, some of them with PhDs, graduate degrees, good jobs, families, children, why were they willing to give everything up for a man behind bars. So I was very confused and surprised by this phenomenon like many people were. So what shocked me was to find out that they had all been abused and that they were all seeking safety in these relationships. That was what was most surprising.
0: Would you get that the same way around where it's, it's a woman behind bars who's been a mass murderer?
2: No, no. You've never no. found any
0: men that because have...
2: I had one, it's in the book, There was one case of a serial killer, one of the Hillside Stranglers. He was in prison in the state of Washington, and a woman got involved with him. And she was so convinced, oh, this is another thing. They're convinced of the man's innocence. They don't really believe that they really did it. So she was so convinced of his innocence and she wanted to free him so much that she went out and committed a copycat or tried to commit a copycat killing. But she was caught and she was was convicted and she went to prison and then a man got involved with her. And that's the only case I ever came across when a man got involved with a woman behind bars for a serious crime like that. It's usually the other way around.
1: Why is it just with women? Mm. Apparently not with men.
2: Because because who is the population in our society or culture that's abused? I'm throwing the question back to you.
0: I guess men and women
2: you, are yeah. abused.
1: But in, in this country anyway, I yeah. suppose it's a we, we.
2: Really? Yeah, there will be. Well, no. in our con- in the United States, uh, four women a day are murdered by their intimate partners. Right. Yeah. What's it like in Ireland? Well, domestic
0: violence is.
2: Pretty rife here?
1: Yeah, I suppose I, w- I would. From, I think, child abuse point of view, I think there's a lot across the board for male and women. Mm. Just-
2: I wasn't going there with the women. They weren't talking about being abused as children. They were all talking about being abused. Well, one or two of them were abused by their fathers. But most of them, you know, 95% of them were abused by their husbands, their boyfriends, okay. you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, it was that kind of abuse. So I'm using the word abuse maybe incorrectly. So what I mean is domestic violence.
1: Well, that definitely kind of makes m- more sense. So do you have any idea when the new book that you're researching will be, will be out or will be released or where are you now with it?
2: Well, what happened was, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this subject for a long time because I've been noticing in the last few years, especially that true crime, as you people said in your introduction, the true crime in the media is exploding. And women are consuming it. They're the, they're the consumers. The numbers of women captured by true crime are enormous. You know, women in this country, anyway, they're devouring the podcasts, the television series, the true crime books. And we have 40 television channels devoted exclusively to true crime. So I started thinking, what it, you know, why is this happening? And why is it women who are the main audience for true crime? And does this have anything to do with women who love men who kill. And then I started thinking about it, and I realized that the first book was sort of the tip of the iceberg and that it really didn't go all the way, and it was incomplete. So it turned out to be too narrow because it tells only one part of the story. There's a subculture of women who love men who kill, but the book is really, and I'm criticizing my own book, it's sketchy compared to the large numbers of women who are today controlled by true crime. So that's what I'm exploring in my new book. It's called Wanted, Why Crime Turns Women On, and I'm trying to figure out why. And I'm, I'm in the research stage now. I haven't started writing yet. So I'd say a couple of years.
1: Well, I think you would be more than welcome back um, on the show when you have yeah. published that. Um, and You can fill us in on the missing oh, thank gaps. You. But uh, Sheila Eisenberg, thanks a million for popping on. If you're listening to one, check out her book. It's Women Who Love, Men Who Kill. You can uh, get it on Amazon and all good book outlets. But um, Sheila, thanks a million again for your time. It was fascinatingly interesting and we will hope to speak to you again very soon.
2: My pleasure. Thank you.